Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. I cannot believe we are almost done with season one of Intentional Conversations. Listen, it has been such a joy for me to have this time with you, for my guests who have been on, for us to be able to engage. I have truly enjoyed it. And I'm really excited about season two. So listen, if there is a topic that you want to make sure that we cover in season two, I want you to email me, DM me. Like I tell y'all, if you got to send a pigeon, send a pigeon to get the message to me, because I want to make sure that we keep diving deep so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. But, but it's not time for season two yet. We have this episode and then one more episode and then we're going to take a break, sis. We're going to take a break. I think during the break, I'm considering having just many episodes, M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y. Listen, I'm from Texas and sometimes, honey, this Texas uh, twang makes me have to spell things because y'all be acting brand new, but (laughs) I am considering just having maybe five minute thoughts in between the seasons i'll i'll let you know girl i don't know but listen if this is your first time here you probably are like this chick if this is your first time here welcome i am so happy you're here and girl if this is your first time you have so many episodes that you can go back you can binge all the episodes during the um, holiday season honey you can get caught all the way up so welcome if you've been rocking with me for a while i am super honored and i don't take it for granted y'all Oh my God, y'all, we hit over 1,000 downloads and I'm super excited. Now, how am I going to be excited about that, but then come and ask y'all to do something for me? Because I am. Listen, we are still trying to get to 500 YouTube subscribers. I need y'all to help me. Honey, send the YouTube link to your homegirl, to your cousin, to your sister. Tell them, baby, you need to listen to Robin and tell them to subscribe to the YouTube channel thank you for helping your girl out listen subscribe to the podcast leave comments share so that we can elevate this message okay so what are we talking about today i alluded to it in our previous episodes but let's do a quick recap of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks really i think it's been about two weeks let's see because y'all y'all know how this attention deficit works over here so let's let's go back let's pull up the podcast so that we can see what we've talked about the last couple of episodes, because all of them 
are um, building on one another. Did y'all just hear how I had not silenced my phone? But that's okay. That's okay, honey. We wrapping it on up. Okay, so let's see. So, yes, that's what I thought. Okay. So remember, episode 19, we started talking about how to do your work. All of this is building upon one another. Episode 19, we talked about how to do your work. We hear that lingo, you got to do your work, you got to do your work. But a lot of times we're like, how in the world, what in the world does that even mean? So episode 19, we talked about how you do your work. Honey, that episode was so important that for episode 20, I just said, let's run it back. Let's let's just listen to that again. So really episodes 19 and episodes 20, we talked about how to do your work. Then episode 21, we talked about the five reasons you need to pause. I almost feel like I need to go over that all over again, but we are running so fast. We're responsible for so much. We don't take time to just pause. And so I gave you five reasons you needed to pause. And then episodes 22, and episode 23, we talked about the reason self-awareness is your secret weapon. Listen, sis, this entire podcast, quite frankly, all of the work that I do, I am committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. The Bible says, what profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Listen, I am a driven woman. I am serious about reaching my accomplishments and meeting my goals and doing big things. I am really, really committed to it. And I, if I'm not careful, can be so driven that I miss what matters most. Listen, a lot of you are like me. You are boss chicks. You are handling it. You're doing all the things that I just want to tell you, listen, sis, all of that is amazing, but you want to focus not just on what you do, not just on what you produce. You want to focus on who you are. What is so interesting about this is that we will say, listen, everybody just is demanding so much of me. Everybody is asking so much of me. I'm not a superwoman, but sis, you put on your cape every morning. <laughs> you put on your cape every morning. It's, it's almost like, okay, I'm about to go somewhere. And I'm gonna get in trouble. So let me be careful of this. I often tell my daughters, maybe people shouldn't judge you. Maybe they shouldn't judge you with what you have on. But what you put on your body, how you show up in the world, gives people an idea of who you are, what you want them to see about you. And so if you don't want them to think, fill in the blank, you want to consider how you are showing up. And so, yeah, I know some of y'all ain't gonna like that, but I mean, I'm just telling you what I tell my daughters, okay? And so I want you to understand since we say I'm so tired and everybody's demanding so much of me, but yet we keep showing up in that role. We keep prioritizing what we do. And listen, why am I saying that to you? Because most of the women who are drawn to me are like me. And there is nothing wrong with big dreams and big accomplishments, y'all. I am getting, I am committed to working on my next book. And quite frankly, I think my husband is frustrated because he wants me to write another book. He actually has two books. How are you gonna have two books you want me to write, sir? But there are two books he wants me to write, but I'm starting first on the Life Guide Workbook, um, recreating that, doing an update on it. Uh, the Life Guide Workbook. I got something coming for y'all. But anyway, 
I'm getting ready to work on that. And I find myself frustrated because I'm like, girl, you haven't written a book in years. Now, what kind of demand on yourself is that? Robin, you haven't written a book in years. And so I'm just sharing that with you because I know, I know what it feels like to be driven and to want to accomplish great things. But the reason why we spend some time on how to do your work, the five reasons you need to pause, why self-awareness is your secret weapon is because I want you to understand that who you are is what matters. When I am speaking life into my daughters or when I am speaking life into my friends or when I'm showing appreciation to people in my life, yes, often it may be for something that they did, but I always try my best to acknowledge just who they are. Not only am I committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. I'm also committed to helping you live life, live like I have committed my professional life to helping women live life and life stands for living intentionally, fully engaged. Sis, I want you to live your life with great intention, not passively, not letting life happen to you, but you making life happen not allowing your understudy to get top billing. Listen, you're letting your understudy, the other version of you get top billing. No sis, it is time for you to come to the center of the stage and live the life that God, he, the Bible tells us that he came to give us life, but not just any old life. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. That's why we have to determine what we truly believe. Do we truly believe that there's an abundant life available for us? And in order to experience the abundant life, it comes with intention. It doesn't happen passively. It's not just sitting back, being a victim, waiting for somebody to give you permission to live your life. No, you get to live your life intentionally, but you have to do it with intention. Live life, but not only living intentionally, I want you to fully engage sis. I want you to no longer just dip your toe in the water. I want you to get fully immersed. I want you to dive all the way into life live intentionally fully engaged and so listen today i want to give you another layer of this journey so let's go back remember we talked about what does it mean to do your work like seriously i know y'all already know what i'm about y'all already know what i'm about to say i don't even know why we're having this conversation because you know what i'm about to say right now Yes, I want you to grab your girlfriends. <laughs> I want you to grab your girlfriends and I want y'all to listen to the podcast and then make a date to discuss it. And I'm telling you, y'all, episodes 19 through today. Well, all of let's just let's just say this. I truly believe in this podcast. I truly believe in the work we're doing over here, sis. And so I really believe all of the episodes can be transformative to you or for you. But I want you to think about these last few episodes, 19. Remember, 19 was how you do your work. Episodes 20, I said, let's let's run that back. Let's run it back. And you listen to episode 19 again. Episode 21 was the five reasons you need to pause. Episodes 22 and 23, we talked about why self-awareness is your secret weapon. Well, today, sis, I want to add another layer to the conversation and helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And so I want you to grab your girlfriends. Y'all listen to the podcast. And so this is what y'all can do. I'm telling you, girl, let me tell you what to do. 
This is what y'all can do. That is five episodes, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. That's six episodes, girl. You can have your own small group for the next six weeks. Y'all listen to one episode, and then y'all meet on Thursdays. Is there any good TV on, on Thursdays? Whatever day y'all want. Maybe Mondays. Was there anything good? Come on, TV on Mondays. Anyway, y'all set a date, and y'all say at 8 o'clock, we're going to get on Zoom, not FaceTime, because you'll be leaving Android people out, okay? So, no. Get on Zoom. And y'all discuss the episode. What was your takeaway? What hit you hard? What didn't you agree with? You know, I'm okay if you're like, Robin, I love you, sis, but I don't agree with that. That's okay. I just want you to get your um, mind in the habit of paying attention to how you show up. And so today, this is not going to be a long episode. We're going to talk very quickly. I'm just adding another layer to the um, journey. And I'm going to explain to you about emotional intelligence. I'm going to really break down what it means for you to have emotional intelligence, right? You may be book smart, sis, but are you heart smart? (laughs) You may be book smart, but are you heart smart? Are you intelligent when it comes to your emotions? And so we're going to talk about that today. And so when I think about my commitment to you, my commitment to me, my commitment to the people in my life, I really want us to understand that while God created us, and the Bible says, like I just said, that I came to give you life and life more abundantly, we know that life be life in, but God, have you gotten your life be life in hoodies? Have you gotten your life be life in shirts? Have you gotten your happy is my best accessory hoodie? Have you gotten your happy is my best accessory um, shirt? Have you gotten your gear? I just need to know, have you gotten your gear? Okay. We know that life be life in. And so how do you, or is it possible? Is it possible to experience a fulfilling and happy life despite all that is going on around you? Listen, I am in this particular season in a pretty challenging season of my own life. I told you I'll share my crazy so you don't have to share yours. I am in a particularly challenging season of my life. Let me tell you why I just got tickled. Y'all know I go off on stories. I'll be back. Okay. I'm going to, I'm about to go down the street around the corner. I'll be back to my point. Remember God came to give us life and life more abundantly. That's why I'm coming back to, but listen, me and one of my besties, uh, there was a woman who had came to church one Sunday. This was literally probably almost 20 years ago she had come to this church and she shared her testimony but y'all she only shared the test part she didn't share the money part (laughs) she told us about this challenge she had faced this challenging situation she was like and i'm just trusting god so me and my one of my best friends we're, we're young and so we're looking at each other we're like but where's the money sis you told us the test but where's the money because we we need the test of money. <laughs> and so with that in mind, I've said I am in a particularly challenging situation right now in my own life. And I told my girls, I said, listen, this is so personal and this is so challenging for me. I ain't going to tell y'all the test part, but I'm going to tell y'all the money. If she can get up and just tell the test without the money, I'm going to, when God delivers, I am going to share with y'all the money. But I ain't going to give y'all too much detail about the test. 
like I said, I am in a particularly challenging season right now. And I told you I was going to come back and pick it up. So is it possible to really have life and life more abundantly, even when you are in challenging seasons? And the Bible doesn't say I came to give you life and life more abundantly, except for when things are tough. No, I truly believe that this, that we can find that in our life. It's really rooted in gratitude, but we can find joy and happiness. And so since I want you to know that you just don't stumble upon happiness, you just don't stumble upon it. You, you have to begin to curate a life that you truly long for. That's the whole purpose of the life course. You curating a life that you truly long for. That's, that's my hope for you. That's my prayer for you that you will curate. Let's look up that word. Hold on. Cause y'all hear me say curate is a lot. This is what happens with my clients, whether it's a counseling client or a coaching client will be unpacking something and a word will stick out and I look up the word because it is so powerful when we see what it really means. Okay. Ooh. What does curated mean? Carefully chosen and thoughtfully organized or presented. Oh my God. I, oh. Mm, mm, mm. So I want you to curate the life you long for, hold on. To cur curate something, it means to select the best or the most appropriate. So again, I want you to do that with your life. Listen, with the understanding that man plans his way, but God orders your steps. You know, when we think about God giving us the desires of our heart, we often, falsely see that as God being a genie in a bottle and we just rub the bottle and we get to get three wishes, whatever we want. That's not what that scripture means. When you really study, God gives you the desires of your heart. It really comes. See, this is why some people find themselves bitter and frustrated in their relationship with God, because they may not be experiencing all the things that they want to experience. But here's the thing. God giving you the desires of your heart is rooted in your intimacy with him. It's rooted in your fellowship with him. It's rooted in your connection with him. Because when you're in fellowship with him, remember in Christ, you're a new creation. I did not mean to come on here and preach a sermon. In Christ, you are a new creation. And so you have exchanged your heart for his, your mind for his. And so he will give you what it is you are to desire. And so then you long for it as well. But if you're not in fellowship with him, then you're just coming up with whatever it is you want. And so when I talk about curating a life that you long for, I'm talking about within the realm of your walk with Christ, if you are a woman of faith. Now, listen, if you're not a woman of faith, because I know everybody who watches this podcast may not confess Christ, and I welcome you here. I want you to stay here, girl. Keep hanging out with, as a matter of fact, DM me and say, Robin, I'm not necessarily a faith girl, but I've been rocking with you. I want you to stick around because you are welcomed here. But I am a woman of faith, and so I can come from a faith perspective. But whatever your belief system is within the realm of that belief system, I want you to understand that you can begin to identify what it is that matters to you, what it is that you long for, what it is. Um, oof, I almost sang a song and that song would have been completely inappropriate. 
I, uh, I watch too many TikTok, not TikToks. I'm on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, but not really. Uh, I watch too many Instagram reels. <laughs> I got to get this song out of my head. But anyway, you can curate what it is that you long for within the realm of your walk with Christ or whatever your faith belief or your belief system is. But how do you do that? Well, girl, that's what we've been talking about the last several weeks. We talked about how to do your work and pausing and self-awareness. And so today I want to talk a little bit about emotional intelligence. I want to define emotional intelligence for you. And I want you to understand why it's so important. So again, you heard me say, girl, you may be book smart, but are you heart smart? You know, what often happens for so many of us, so many women, um, is that we have learned or been conditioned or life has happened enough trauma or drama that we have hidden our heart behind a brick wall. And we've numbed ourselves to what we feel. And then if you have the nerve to be a church girl, you have heard pastors tell you over and over again, it doesn't matter what you feel. You just got to have faith. Ignore what you feel. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just have faith. And that was a attempt to help us to grow in our relationship with God. It just was a little bit misguided just because of a lack of knowledge. Um, I might have been guilty of it um, before I became a therapist because we see feelings as a bad thing. But the truth is, God gave you feelings and emotions. Listen, y'all already, can I tell y'all who, so many of you may not know this because y'all might be new to my world. Listen, did you know that Oprah is my best friend? Now listen, don't worry about it. She may not know it. And I know she goes around telling people that Gail is her best friend. Gail and I are cool. We cool, but Oprah is really my girl. But let me tell you who I am, who's running a close second to Oprah. Dr. Anita Phillips. Baby, she's a bad chick. She is a bad chick. But I mentioned her because she has a new book and I think it's called The Garden of the Heart. Oh, but don't you worry about it. I have no issue but going on this Amazon and seeing what the name of the book is because I sure did um, order it a few weeks ago. Let's, oh, I've, I've gotten it. I'm reading it now. I don't want you to think her book is delayed. Um, what's the name of it? Because I want you to get it because it's going to really help. The Garden Within. I didn't change that woman's whole book name. It's called The Garden Within. Many of us, and she talks about, she helps you begin to tap into your emotions because so many of us have hidden what we feel. But the truth is that God gave you your feelings. He gave you your feelings. Remember, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, are you heart smart? Girl, I know you book smart. I know you got an X, Y, Z on the SAT. I will never, ever confess what I got on the SAT. Never, ever. And I was a very smart girl, honey. I got a 4.0 in my master's program and ain't nobody ever sat on my counseling couch and asked me what my GPA was. I sure wish they would, but even if they don't, I find a way to tell them. But I would never tell y'all what I got on the SAT, okay? I think I messed around and told my husband, because he is very smart as well, but when we were in college, I think I messed around and told him. Shouldn't have never told him. But anyway. 
why am I saying that? Because I know a lot of you are book smart and I know you're very intelligent, but my question is, are you heart smart? Or have you so hidden your heart, numbed your heart? And listen, sis, this is no judgment. That's why I said many of us have been conditioned to do it or the pain has been so painy. <laughs> the pain has been so painy that I told y'all I make words up that it's too difficult to allow ourselves to feel. I wrote this down and I wanted to share. I didn't write it down. I typed it down. Listen to this. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Mm. So many of us have practiced stuffing our feelings for so long. When we're asked to identify what we feel, we are unable to. And many of us have a hard time tolerating intense emotions. And so we haven't trained ourselves to know what to do with our feelings. So let's talk a little bit about emotional intelligence and then I'm gonna let you go. And I want you to identify your girlfriends. You need to find people you feel safe with, people who you can be vulnerable with. And I want y'all to have y'all's own podcast club where y'all listen to the podcast and y'all have discussions. And I told y'all, invite me. I will come on. I will come onto your Zoom. Now, my children might be in the background. I might be cooking dinner. But baby, invite me. I would come on the podcast on the Zoom. Okay. What in the world is emotional intelligence? First of all, you did not take a class. Well, I'm not going to say that. If you're around my age, you did not take a class on emotional intelligence when you were in high school. Nobody was talking about emotional intelligence. I don't remember the date, the year. When I speak on this in corporate America, I'm able to tell them the year emotional intelligence became popular, became more of a phrase, a um, verbiage that was used. But it wasn't back when we were in high school, baby. I just celebrated my birthday on November 6th and turned 49. So if you're in my age group, you did not sit down somewhere and take a class about emotional intelligence, your EQ. You talked about your IQ, but not your EQ. And so I don't want you to feel crazy if this term or now you've heard it, but you're like, what in the world does that mean? So I want to define emotional intelligence for you the way I define it, um, particularly again in corporate um, settings. I define this with my children. I define this in ministry so that we can wrap our minds around it. I like to tell people that emotional intelligence is a two lane highway. And I want you to get that visual in mind. Emotional intelligence is a two lane highway. Lane one, let's talk about lane one first. Lane one is the ability to articulate what you feel and also the ability to regulate how you feel. That's lane one. Emotional intelligence is the ability to articulate what you feel and to be able to regulate what you feel. What do I mean? Many times when I'm talking to somebody and we're unpacking their feelings or I ask them simply, what do you feel? They often give me a thought because remember I said, we've been trained to either ignore numb stuff, what we feel. And so when I ask, how do you feel? They'll say, you know, I just think that no, 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 no. I didn't ask you for a thought. What is the feeling, honey? I will pull out a feelings chart. As a matter of fact, on our podcast resource page, go to robinmayonline.com slash resources, 
slash podcast, robinmayonline.com slash podcast. Scroll down that page and you'll see a tab that says resources. Click there and go to episode 24. I believe that's what this episode is. Go to episode 24 and I will have a feelings chart there for you because honey, I am quick to pull out a feelings chart so that people can say, this is the feeling I have. So remember lane one is the ability to articulate what you feel. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. I feel agitated. I feel annoyed. I feel excited. I feel happy. I feel elated. What is the feeling word? But that's lane one, but that's just lane one, part A. Lane one, part B is the ability to regulate what you feel. Now, a lot of times people have a little bit of pushback on this because they're like, no, I shouldn't have to control what I feel. I should be able to feel whatever I want to feel. You can, you absolutely can, and you should feel whatever you feel, but the ability to regulate what you feel keeps you out of jail. (laughs) When I used to work with adolescents um, and maybe I was working with a client who had anger issues, a young uh, male who had anger issues, I would tell him, listen, I care about you and I am on your team. But you come in here with all of that, I will call the police, right? You come in here trying to act a fool in my office, I'm not your mama. I will call the police. And so you want to be able to regulate what you feel. I tell my daughters, I am okay with you being angry. You can be angry. You just need to be able to regulate your anger in my house. Don't slam my doors. Listen, when you're at work, you know how to regulate your feelings or else you wouldn't have a job. So lane one is the ability to articulate, say what you feel, but then be able to regulate how you feel right and so this is very important to helping you elevate not just what you do but who you are tapping into what you feel let me go back and tell you this listen your feelings are not right i'm about to give you a whole visual your feelings are not right hey girl your i leaned up for those of you listening to the podcast i leaned up and i was all in the camera so your feelings are not right your feelings are not wrong your feelings are just there to give you information I should have started with this. I'm just sharing this off the top of my mind. I didn't write any notes because I am so passionate about this that I could do this with my eyes closed, but I should have started with this. Your feelings are not right. Your feelings are not wrong. Let me say it again. What you feel is not right. What you feel is not wrong. Your feelings are just simply there to give you information. Your feelings are like an envelope. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm actually holding up an envelope. I told you it was my birthday recently. Happy birthday, First Lady Robin. And so um, I'm holding up this envelope to show you this is like your feelings. It's like somebody delivering something to you and you are opening it up to see what's in it. You're opening it up to see what it's there to tell you. So you acknowledge what you feel. Don't ignore, don't stuff. Open it up to see what it's there to tell you. Because remember, your feelings are coming from something that you are thinking. So you often can pay attention to what you feel first. That comes up first. But really, when you go back, you can say, okay, I was thinking this. So it's not your feelings that you have to judge. It's not your feelings that you necessarily challenge. You look at the feelings to see what they're there to tell you. And often they can tell you about a thought. Now, if you're a person of faith, you know the Bible says it's our thoughts that we take captive. If if I'm in a corporate setting, I would tell them about the fact that we think almost 
50,000, I think the research says 50,000 automatic thoughts a day. So you want to be able to identify what is the thought, because watch this. Everything you think is not true. Girl, text that to somebody. Repost that on Instagram. Put that on X. That's what they call Twitter now, baby. Put that on X. Just because you think a thought, it doesn't mean the thought is true. And so many of you are judging your feelings when really you should be challenging your thinking. You should be think challenging your core beliefs. You should be challenging the story you tell yourself because if you can get those thoughts under control, it could possibly help you begin to adjust that feeling that you're having. So your feeling is not right. Your feeling is not wrong. It's just there to give you information. So lane one, the highway, lane one is the ability to articulate what you feel and then the ability to regulate what you feel. So if I was to give you an assignment, your assignment would be, I want you this week, just pay attention to what you feel every day, write a feeling word down. Today, I feel, and you may have to do what you felt in the morning, what you feel in the middle of the day and what you feel at night. Just write that down, Get download a feelings app and just track how you feel. And at the end of the week, see if there's any pattern. Do you see every morning I'm feeling anxious, every night I'm feeling exhausted, in the middle of the day I feel okay. Pay attention to what you feel. If you wanna curate the life you truly want, if you want to live the abundant life that God promised you, it doesn't just happen, honey. There's some work you have to do. This is why you don't have time to focus so much on what everybody else is doing, girl. There's so much you have to figure out about you. You know, I talk a lot about this idea of always confronting somebody. You know, we, I tend to lean on the, lane of not necessarily confronting everything. A lot of people in my life are the ones who want to confront everything. And I think there's a middle ground because sometimes, yes, I need to confront more or I would, I would prefer to use the word address more because confront has a negative connotation. Yep. I'm going to look it up. I'm about to look it up for you. Hold on. Because I did this with one of my girlfriends because I was telling her that it tends to have a negative connotation. Come confront. Let's see. Come confront. Not that every confrontation is negative. I'm saying that that word can put up, um, cause people to put up a wall. Look at this, to confront, to meet someone face to face, face to face with hostile or argumentative intent. To meet someone face to face with hostile or argumentative intent. And so I'm going to tell you about me, honey, if you're coming to confront me, then I'm not going to receive that well. But so let's use another word. Let's say addressing a situation. Every situation does not have to be. Now, I probably need to address more situations, but every situation does not need to be addressed because sis, sometimes you need to address you. So many times we are wanting to cause somebody else to change or challenge what somebody else is doing. When a lot of times it's our own stuff. It's the story you're telling yourself is your um, emotional um trauma or insecurity or your just your stuff that you're projecting on other people so you feel triggered and you're ready to address everybody else when no sis you need to address you now again there are times when after you've done your work you've asked yourself the tough questions you've processed it you've made sure that this is not about you but this is really um, a dynamic within yes you can go ahead and address it but girl don't come addressing something if you haven't addressed you so lane one 
is the ability to articulate what you feel and then to be able to regulate. Lane two of this emotional intelligence, lane two is the ability to be sensitive to, watch this, sensitive to, but not responsible for the feelings of others. Now this is a tricky one and then we're gonna wrap up. This is a tricky one. The ability to be sensitive to, you want to make sure that you are able to be aware of, clear about, empathetic towards what other people are feeling, especially with your, how you show up, but period. Like you wanna be sensitive, even if you don't have that same feeling, even if you're not having that same experience, you're sensitive to what that person is feeling, but being careful not to be responsible for. That's where people pleasing comes into play. Scroll back on the podcast. We talked about people pleasing because you believe you are responsible for what somebody else feels. Now, the reason why I said this is sensitive because it can be manipulated when I share this, because I'll tell people, listen, you're not responsible for what other people feel. You're not climbing in their heart, making them feel some kind of way. Listen, you can say one thing to me and you can say the same thing to my sister and my sister is not going to have the same reaction as I do because she's not as sensitive about that particular situation as I am and vice versa. You can say something to me, say it to her and she's offended. I'm like, girl, what you offended for? Because it's how we perceive it. But because you are not a psychopath and because you care about people, you may not be responsible for it, but you don't want to go around just hurting people. So you're going to be able to say, I, you know, I, that was not my intention. I really want to apologize because I would never want you to feel that way. Let's talk about it. So you are sensitive to, but not responsible for. Since you really can't curate the life you long for. Within the realm of your relationship with God, as you stay connected with him, he really will give you the desires of your heart, but there's some work you have to do, sis. You want to make sure that you are improving your emotional intelligence because all of us long to be loved. We all long to love and be loved. All of us long to love and be loved. And so if you continuously do your work, if you continuously are allowing yourself to grow and be developed if you are resisting the victim mentality everybody's out to get me everybody's doing something to me it's always them if you can begin to resist that if you can begin to take responsibility for how you show up girl i promise you you'll draw the same kind of people into your life you will know who needs to be in your world and who does who doesn't you will know what you can tolerate and what you can't honey you can live a life that is blessed and abundant not necessarily problem free get your life be life and but godhood is not problem free but peace filled all right, sis, that's it for this episode. Listen, next week is our final episode. I think I might have a surprise for us. I might have a very popular guest coming back on. Maybe, see, I don't like to cross my fingers. So maybe, maybe, maybe. So pray with me that we can make this happen. Listen, if this encouraged you, if this helped you, can you share it with some folks? Can you say, honey, have you ever heard the term emotional intelligence? Holla at Robin. She can help you understand. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and help me elevate this conversation so that we can continue to help people elevate not just what they do, but who they are. I'll see you next time, sis. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, I am committed to helping you live life. And life stands for living intentionally, fully engaged. I am committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. I am in the trenches with you, sis. And I know that this podcast is just one way that we can connect, but there is another way. I have created a course called the Life Course. And the Life Course is an opportunity for you on your own time, at your own pace, to get a PhD in you. If you are interested in learning more about the Life Course, just head on over to youcanlivelife.com. Youcanlivelife.com. Click the link for the Life Course. I truly believe it is the shift you've been looking for. Until next time, sis, I'll see you soon.